Hello and welcome to another episode of Beside Ourselves. Wait a second, didn't uh, didn't we end this? Nope, nope. You know me. I'm Danny. I'm back. But Josh has gone away to do band stuff, and I love him and I miss him. And he'll he'll be a guest on someday. But I had to I had to find some new crew. I had to find two new two new people to replace Josh because that's how cool Josh was. What? No, he was cool. What the fuck? <laughs> So, yes, I have two new co-hosts, and this is the new Beside Ourselves. Let's start on my left and introduce... Or right, sorry. Say your name, Benny. <laughs> I, don't know where, I don't know where I am. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my name is Benny Alexander. Um, I met these fine gentlemen via the TikTok. And we just hit it off, became best friends. So, Aww. Uh, yep, it's true. It's pretty true. <laughs> and this person almost needs no introduction, but the third co-host to B-side ourselves, the epic, the amazing, below me. Hi, I, I'm. Hi, hi, I'm Jeremy, and I'm an, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> the humble Jeremy, <laughs> aka the big schuna. Hi, everybody. Welcome. We're doing it. We're back. We're we're, we're doing, doing this music podcast. Yeah, it's 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 good. I we're like gonna it. revamp. There'll be some of the segments you've liked in the past, and some of the segments will be new. We'll try some new stuff. How new? How new? Super new. Oh, good. As in, we haven't created them yet. <laughs> <laughs> so a surprise even for me. I, I can't wait. I love surprises. Surprise for me, but with three of us, there's more options. Mm, I like options. Three hands at once. <laughs> okay, what? this got oddly sexual all of a sudden. What? What? What is? What is this? I know it's episode sixty nine, but what is up with all the sexual references? Okay. That's oh, like, uh... Thanks for reminding me. Episode sixty nine, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, B side ourselves. I'm sure there's like a skiing reference in there too. Like. Mm, mm, mm. Oh wait, wait did did you, did you want something? Did you want something else? Hold on, I, I got it. <laughs> We're not hearing those sound wait. effects. Oh, you can't hear the sound fun. effects? What? Are you serious? No. 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 I didn't hear anything. No way. Seriously? That's disappointing. God, that wow. is disappointing. <laughs> Aww. Ooh. So with these new guests, I thought it'd be a fun way to get to know them by having them pick five songs that represent them, you know, in general. Songs that influenced them, songs that made them, songs that molded them into the, the men they are today. Right? Right. Yeah. All right. Sure. So the way I actually want to do this, just so everyone gets a feel of the person and it's not just round robin style. Benny, we're going to go with you first. Ooh. We're going to play a clip of each of your songs. You explain them afterwards. And then I want you to describe a little bit about yourself. Sure. Okay. So... Let's go with your first song, which is Newfound Glory, Love and Pain, huh? All right. Oh, yeah. All right, Benny, why'd you choose Love and Pain, Newfound Glory? Okay, so 
Uh, when I was younger, I would say like like 17, 18 years old, I had my first like like this like punk rock girlfriend that I thought Aww. I needed to have. It was it, it was a I needed I needed to have. I wanted to with me in the pig. Yeah, and uh, this song. So we were going, we were going through a like, pretty bad like breakup. It was the first breakup, so it just and I'm really hearing a song. I'm like, oh, I'm in love and I'm feeling <laughs> pain and. And it's just kind of, just really, and it's, it can be as simple as that. Um, and it really just kind of like made, me, made me realize I probably shouldn't be with somebody who causes me an immense amount of uh, pain in English. Because Are you married? I am, but I love my wife. She doesn't cause me out of pain. I'm just kidding. I love my wife. <laughs> I love my wife. I love my um, But no, it's, uh, yeah, it's just as simple as that. I mean, I always love the part of glory. And this was something new from them. I, mean, I think anybody who knows from Glory, I think it's probably like a big, I think a big shock for a, a lot of fans. I mean, I thought it was great and I love coming home um, and I'm sure you guys do too. Um, but, <laughs> and just even hearing that on, on, uh, on vinyl, sorry, um, what it, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story. We can side more on that. Uh, but no, it just, Again, it just really spoke to me. I just, I love the band. I love the song. It really just, looking back on it now, it just reminds me of that like time in my life where I didn't really know what like what, like love really like was, and I thought like my first one was gonna be forever, and obviously that was not the case. Um, so what is love that I'm feeling? I'm sorry. I heard a dog it was voice. brave of you not to choose just something off Catalyst or something off Sticks and Stones, but no, you went No Way Home. Or wait, is that the, what's the name of that album? Uh, <laughs> coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Yeah, yeah. Some some pop punk fan you are, Dan. I know. I dropped <laughs> okay, Catalyst well, and Sticks and Stones off my mouth, but I can't. <laughs> that's All right, ready for your next song, Benny? Of course I am. Oh, sorry, Chris. Chris Caraba, we had to cut you off. Oh, <laughs> I was supposed to cry, man. You killed the moment. You killed the moment. Ah. It's fine. No, so th- this song, man. Uh, so I, I remember the first time I heard it, uh, and it was after it was 2004, um, I believe, and I was I was at this like punk show, uh, my very first punk show. That's kind of fitting because after my first punk show. My buddy's uh, like girlfriend at the time picked us up, and we were just like, driving home. And the song came on the radio, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and then my buddy was like, "Oh, this is my girlfriend' nice uh, like song." And uh, it just that is besides the point. But it just I was like, "Oh my god!" I have to listen to more of this man's voice. Um, and I just I just got into like the the rest of that um, album and. I've been a fan ever since. Um, and I, it's funny because at the time, I wasn't really 
like with anybody, so they didn't really speak to me, um, from like emotional like, like, level, like because they never really experienced like that type of like love and heartbreak before. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still, it really, really spoke to me, and I, it, like, they will always have a place, in my, a place in my heart. Um, and no matter what they put out, like I definitely will be like like, so, like biased and probably just buy into it because I, I love, I love Chris so much. <laughs> I remember I heard hands down on LimeWire dating myself here and i went out and pre-ordered the so impossible ep and waited outside my record store for it to open it was just cd back then because i wasn't collecting vinyl yet this was high school middle school high school early high school school. i know but i was obsessed with hands down for the longest time still love the band So uh, a funny story about Dashboard Confessional. I had a uh, one of the very first like MP3 players before like the iPod came out and it had it had like 512 megabytes of memory on it and it had just enough space to put the entire uh, that entire album on it. (laughs) So it's like it's the only album I could listen to as, as I was like walking around like my freshman year of college. That's awesome. I found this while cleaning. I gotta find a way to get it working. Yeah, what's that? Oh my gosh, is that oh, a, is that a Zoom? Oh no, that's an iPod. Okay, wait a second. That's an original iPod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not touch. Damn. <laughs> I want to load it up, carry around so, in a retro iPod, which I never thought I'd say. It probably still works too. I'd I'd imagine those those yeah, things, things are like built bricks. like tanks. Yeah, those things are built it's like tanks. Not, man. See what's on there. Did you guys ever have those mini disc players? I, oh yeah, I got yeah. one before. I got my first like like iPod, and it was such a pain in the fucking ass to load that. Yeah, it was it was awful. But I had yeah, I had the mini disc player. I had like five or six like uh mini discs, and <laughs> remember, sorry, go ahead. So you know, mini disc was actually very very good for it back in the day. I mean, this is once again me dating myself a tiny bit. Uh, when I worked sure. at the radio station, mini disc was really really good for capturing uh field interviews. So like when I went, oh. when I would go and interview bands, mini disc was like invaluable at that point in time. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, sure. super. Because it's like because you could literally just record it, and then you could uh, the station that I worked at you literally could we had a mini disc player. You just popped it right in, and you could play the interview just like live as it uh, as it aired. It was pretty cool. But yeah, it was a hell of a lot better than carrying around cassettes and stuff like that because those things were uh, just prone to the elements. Whereas mini disc mm-hmm. felt like they were kind of like almost indestructible to a certain extent. So yeah, but yeah, that's what yeah. they were, they're really good for that for that particular purpose. Cool. Are you ready for your next song? Yep. Your next choice is Motion City Soundtrack, Hold Me Down. I went a little past 30 seconds because oh, I wanted to hear that. <laughs> the drum parts. Had Tony here, right? Daxton is an amazing drummer. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So this band, man, so like it's... I have so many memories of this band. I think the first time I saw them, I think it was either... I think it was Warped Tour. I forget what year it was. It was it was at the Silver Dome. So again, you guys might be able to uh, co- to coach me on like one of the last years that it was there. 
um, and Motor City was there, but I remember just seeing them just live, and I just, I don't know, I, I just I really love them, and, and I think they played this song, well, they played Everything Is All Right, and I, I, that's the song I knew right, right out of the gate, and then I went to go, like, just, just, just dive into their, like, catalog, and I in the movie as well, and Hold Me Down just spoke to me, like, really, really, it's, it's just sad, Sad. Well, the whole album is it just it's really really upbeat and poppy. Besides the song, but it's a it just it's a very very sad album. And this is one of the probably like the saddest songs in my opinion. Obviously, it just brings me down. But it just it definitely is a really really like, like that's like a real story and actually happened to like a, like a cousin of mine. That's it just it it that also kind of spoke to me too. Like. This actually happens in real life. This this thing actually happens. Like, and I love the intro. Like, it's just like him like speaking directly to like the audience. It, it isn't really like him like really singing. It, it just it's it, it's more just like a conversation. Um, and it just again, it's my list is kind of it's kind of sad, I guess. Um, but I mean, this is a <laughs> sad boy summer. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it definitely. Is what it's probably like. It is my favorite Mike Bochy soundtrack song. That's a reference um, we'll only know. ever get to. By the way, no one will be like, "What's yeah. Sad Boy Summer?" All of a sudden. So, I Justin has a way with just writing down emotions and mm-hmm. depression and anxiety and everything he goes through. And following him on Instagram or Twitter, it's just real sad. Like he just posted something about like, "I just got off tour. I had imposter syndrome the whole time. I was terrified. I'm." I got COVID right mm-hmm. when I got home and I'm sitting here just like, I need to find myself again. And that poor guy, wow. he writes the best stuff, but he is struggling nonstop. Yeah. Without question. Would, hey, Benny, would you say that, that, uh, that hold me down is your, your favorite motion say soundtrack song or do, or do you have like a uh, one that kind of like tops that? No, it definitely is my favorite. Like 1%. Gotcha. Like it's like, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, cause I know like, it's like, this is one of my favorite bands. I know it's one of, like dance favorite bands, um, we actually did. This is a sidebar. We actually did like a, a a little competition on our friends, uh, the Deadback shows. Uh, po- uh, Ew, don't throw that. Hey, no, no, no. Podcast. We we don't we don't promote other people's podcasts on Just this kidding. podcast. Go ahead, go ahead and do that. No, no, We're no, But and Dan schooled me on my on uh, our knowledge of Mochi City, but. He is a great dude and every knowledgeable man, so I, I give it give him credit where credit is due. Uh, but yeah, it's it definitely was. It's probably hard to pick my favorite song, but I mean, yeah, I think it's it, hands down. It definitely is my, my favorite. Is it hands um, down the best day you could ever remember? Hands down, I see the call. best man. <laughs> All right, your next. Sorry, song. I had to go there. Taking back Sunday, you're so last summer. Oh man! Just before it gets going, just before the Damn chorus. <laughs> so, funny story. Um, well, again, this is like rooting heartbreak, but I, what? <laughs> what? No. I uh, I did it way way back when. Um, it got me into like so. 
I remember the, the first time I ever heard from them was a decade of the influence. And and then, like, I never actually, at the time, like, the, the, like all your friends, I didn't even, like, really, like, know about. It, it just, it, just, it was, it was weird. it's a weird time where I, I just knew, like, a couple songs from, from Take Back Sunday. And then this girl I was dating was like, no, you have to listen to this, like, this album. And I'm like, oh, okay, I will, right. obviously. And then I listened to it, and this, like, uh, like, you saw about summer, like just again, like the intro. I was like, "Oh, this is fucking rad!" And then, I and every time like that, I, I saw them live. This is the one song I've always wanted to hear. I know like it's, and I think maybe I want to like, avoid being like, "Oh, like Q the D is my favorite song," because I mean, like that's a great song, and if, if it is a favorite song, uh, it's all good. It's, it's, it's awesome. But I mean, I, I definitely want to like. I definitely got into this song a lot more than any other song on that record. Um and to me it's like it's it's one of my favorites. Aww. I'm gonna design a sticker pack for our new podcast and it's gonna have one that's sad boy Benny and it's gonna be a sad <laughs> Benny. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> All right, your last song, Benjamin. Mm. The Wonder Years, Washington Square Park. I had to play a little more because a guitar solo. <laughs> that amazing guitar solo. Yeah. All so, right, why'd you pick one or yours? So that song is my first song on the upsides. Um, but I think just like what's supposed to be more than just like the music and how like how like it does a catchy it is. I just want to like circle pit like nonstop, even though I'm pushing thirty six. Um, to that song, but I mean I think that like Soupy or like, Dan, like I think he talks like this is one of like this like, um the songs that really he really spoke just like anxiety and depression I feel like it is and how he kind of like dealt with it like he just and it just again like I'm a lot of my songs is about love and it is about you know like, like heartbreak but and and they I do go through a lot of you know like not really depression but just like that very very like sad moments and I know it's like kind of a joke like sad boy Benny but I mean like we all kind of go through that. And I think like, like Soupy really speaks to like a large portion of the pop punk evil community who just wants something like relatable and like someone who gets them and gets, gets they're sad and needs something to like help them get through it. And I found like the upsides, especially like really helped me get through just like another, a dark ish point in my life where I was like, Fuck! Like, oh, I have to like. Oh, oh, I deserve is toxic stuff. Like, and like, I just go through like toxic relationships, toxic friendships, and just this really kind of helped me get through that stuff. So that's kind of what I relate to the song. Right on, Benny. Excellent right choice. On. Uh, Benny. Now I want you to describe yourself a little bit for the listeners. They don't know you yet. Maybe tell them some happy stories. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably not all sad. That that'd be good. You're a very happy, lucky guy. See, that's a big question, though. Um, so, I mean, I've been going to concerts since, like, 2004. Um, so, 
quite a lot, quite a long time. I I spoke about like like my first concert a lot, but like my first concert was technically Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, but my first like show was this A N X Till Christmas, where it kind of was like a like the, I think it was like news and as much of awesome bands. But um, after that, my best friend, um, who's still my best friend, um, took me to my first like punk rock show, um, and I spoke about that a little earlier. And that was like mind blowing. It was like probably just a, a, a room the size of this room right here. You can't really see it, but it's a small ass fucking room, and it was. A bunch of like local hardcore bands and people would just like, like lose their minds and like moshing and like crowd surfing. I'm like this is fucking like it's like a ten by ten room, mm-hmm. and I'm like this is punk rock. And it kind of like, I always tell my my buddy like it kind of changed me because before that I was kind of like a lost soul really. I didn't know I didn't really have anything to connect to. I was ver- I had very low confidence to be honest with you. Like I had like zero. I had not low confidence. I had zero confidence because I didn't know. I didn't have anything to relate to. I didn't have anything to really call my own. And then I found like punk, like, punk rock or the scene, I guess you can call it. And it kind of let me realize people, like really, people are people can be nice to you. <laughs> and again, and, and especially that that, that punk rock scene is very, very inclusive. Like it's at least when I was in, like everyone kind of embraced me. And then I kind of went all in, sort of like you know, like it's doing the whole, like, set of bells and, like, skater shoes and, like, growing grow my hair out. Um, and just kind of, like, that, what's kind of, like, snowballed for me into, like, what I'm into now because I'm still into the same music that I kind of got into in the early 2000s. Um, but, we I mean, don't grow out. That, though, was that, sorry? It was, we it don't was grow ne- out of it. Yeah, it was never a phase. Yeah. What are you talking about? It is, no, it's, it's, it's true, never a phase. But, no, yeah, and, and besides that, though, like, I, I, found, I do poetry as well. Um, which I kind of relate to, like the scene, um, in a way because both of those groups of communities really kind of took me in, and I felt a sense of belonging in both of those. Aww. So, not only am I like I guess I got I got, I got punk rock kid at heart. I'm also like a poet, which kind of goes hand in hand for being the sad boy. Like not only do I listen to sad music, it but does. I also like, write about. Um, like, like sadness and love and all, all that good stuff too. Um, besides that, I mean, I'm Canadian. I'm I'm married to my amazing wife. You're um, Canadian, right? What? what? Oh my right? gosh, we went international with this. Damn it! <laughs> but uh, Benny, where can we listen or where can we read your poetry? Is there anywhere online? So I have a. Uh, an Instagram that I never post anymore on, <laughs> but um, cool. it's neat. I think it's, uh, I think it's Benny Alexander uh, Poetry. Um, so if if you go to that Benny Alexander Poetry, you should be able to find my like my writing. We'll put a link um, to but, it in the info. Yeah, please. Um, but that's a lot though. It's it's pretty much neat. Neat. <laughs> it's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, and yeah. That's me. I like that nutshell. I like Benny. It's such a nice okay, nutshell. That's some weird innuendo right there. Okay. All right, we're moving the table over. It's time to get to know the big Shakuna. Alright, what's first on your list? Let's oh. Wow, this is a weird list. Okay. I know, I know. You're... First up, we have Rod Stewart, Young Turks.
Yeah, I know. I want to. Hear, I want to hear the chorus so bad. <laughs> all right, Shakuna, why'd you choose Rod uh, Stewart? All right, so my playlist is actually in chronological order in terms of like when I first got exposed to music to kind of where I am now for the most part. So uh, the Young Turks. So I, uh, my my dad was a huge music nerd uh, and still is to this day. He's also a musician as well, uh, kind of as by trade now that he's retired. Um, but I remember my father being the type of guy that would introduce me to just pretty much anything he possibly could to see, like what would stick with me. We're talking the doors, the Beatles, uh, Zeppelin, deep purple, uh, pretty much anything you can think of on the classic rock spectrum of things, or at least whatever he viewed as classic rock. And I remember he had a copy of storyteller, which is, which is this album, which is just basically it's a compilation of all like Rod Stewart stuff. And I remember um, he bought this five-disc CD changer, and this is the first CD he put in, and he just hit, like, he's he was big on just not starting on the very first track of an album and just, like, skipping to something just to kind of, like, see what, like, the middle of the album kind of sounds like. And this is the track that that came up for the very first time, and I was just like, leave this on. I want to listen to this. And I just, and as soon as it was over, I'm like, play it again. I want to hear it again. And then it's, like, it's one of those songs, like, I kind of connect to my father, so... Um, oh, yeah, but it, it's it's what started my journey uh, was Rod Stewart of, of all of all musicians. Awesome. Yeah, but Rod Stewart in in and of himself is a brilliant, brilliant musician. I think he doesn't get a lot of respect, um, but uh, I think the stuff that he has contributed to music will stand the test of time. And I, and I think that's that song is definitely one of them for sure. Interesting side note too: there's also a cover. Uh, of that song by a band called Oh uh shoot I'm trying to remember it right now for the life of me um is it Copeland no it's Copeland not covers it's, everything uh, no it's not it's not it's it's a band that you probably wouldn't have heard of before uh without me mentioning oh god I'm gonna have to remember it at some point in time um anyways but yeah it's there there's a really really good cover of it and if I find it I will uh I'll mention yeah, it to you. Sure. yeah it's so it's, it's so good. I have a question, actually. So sure. now, because of your father's influence on your music, do you have influence? Do you foresee having influence on like your kids' music? Like, do you think you'll be like? What's one song that you would probably like? Like, once the kids actually know like what their like, what music is, mm. like, what's one song that you would want to then listen to? Oh, oh, I already know, but it's a song that you've never heard of before, so. <laughs> <laughs> Although I keep on telling you that you need to listen to it, it's oh, gross, isn't it? It, it is. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's it's gonna. It's either gonna be Saglio. Hoping it's a Jimmy World song. No, no, no. It's it's either gonna be Saglio or uh or probably <sighs> Happy Palia. One of the other. One of the one of those songs for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So like I've I've already bought a pair of headphones for my daughter, uh, which are like uh, oh. has like a, a level that's like so that way it doesn't like destroy her eardrums. It's it's like a sure. it's like leveled out. So, but uh, I have, I'm going to hook that up to my, my, my record player. I'm going to put that song on and I'm going to like, I just want you to close your eyes and I just want you to listen to this and just, and just get lost in, in that song and then see what happens. Aww. Yeah. So anyways, oh, by the way, uh, so the cover is uh, by a band called, or an artist by the name of Nico Vega. She is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't heard her, highly recommend. Um, she did the soundtrack for the video game Bioshock Infinite. I don't know if you guys. I know. love Bioshock. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so Nico Vega. Did, yeah. So Nico Vega was actually responsible for doing some of the soundtrack for that uh, for that game. Oh so, wow. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Highly, highly recommend. She does a, a song that was it was basically part of like the intro commercial or like the intro trailer for it. 
uh, and it was called uh, I think it's called The Beast of America, if I remember correctly. It's really, it's really, really good. But yeah, so highly recommend. All right, your next song on the list is Anthenema. How do you say that? Anthenema. And then the song is What I Didn't Know. All right, I can't go past. I know, there. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't know that song. It's the yeah. only song on your list I didn't know. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, so that song in particular was a. Uh, so when uh, prior to me, well, okay, let me backtrack a tiny bit. So this song in particular was like one of the very first songs I remember getting addicted to when I first started listening to the radio as a kid. Uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there are plenty of other bands prior to, but you know, like you know, uh, your, your Stone Temple Pilots, your Pearl Jams, what have you. Uh, I was actually wavering back and forth whether to add something safe like one of those bands into this playlist or something that kind of like more or less of a curveball. But this band in particular had a huge summer back in 2001, I want to say. It sounds right to me. Or ma- actually, maybe it was before then. Maybe, maybe it was like the late 90s. Yeah, actually, I think it was. Let's I, say they sound very nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'll have to look up when that album came out. Actually, you can probably see it faster than I can. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm, this is gonna bother me. When Radiance came out, it came out in 1998. 98. Thank you. So yeah, so 98. Uh, so this was that was their big summer year. Uh, on on 89X, which is a radio station, obviously, in Canada, but also here in, in Detroit, which, you know, only we really know of, and unless you live in Detroit. R.I.P. Um, 89X. I Ugh. know. Wait, 89X is no longer a thing? Yeah, it's been gone. What? It's country radio now, I believe. No! It changed a few years ago. There's no more alternative radio station. That, oh, now that breaks my heart even more. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, when 89X was a thing, apparently... Uh, <laughs> Shows you how long it's been while I've listened to terrestrial radio. Um, so uh, this song was played like nonstop in, in 98, and I couldn't get it out of my head. So much so to the point where um, they played a few shows here in Detroit at like the Shelter and St. Andrew's Hall. And I went to every single one of their shows and like kind of made friends with the band, which was which is kind of cool. Um, and they were super, super nice to me. Like I was like some you know fifteen year old kid. I was like, hey guys, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm I'm your biggest fan from Detroit. And they're like, uh, okay, cool. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I'm sure it would have been weird, you know, being a bunch of grown men like seeing like a fifteen year old walk and be like, I'm your biggest fan. Um, so but we uh, I remember they they took me out to go have dinner at like one of the restaurants out in the area, and they were the coolest fucking guys, like known to man, like seriously, really, really nice dudes. And uh, I just followed their careers after that. And unfortunately, they only had two, uh, one other album after that. Uh, and then they were no longer a thing. Uh, unfortunately, due to uh, the events of September 11th, they their career was supposed to blow up. And, and I do mean that in the, in the largest way. They were touring with the Goo Goo Dolls. They were touring with... Um, God, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, they were touring with Tonic at the time. Basically, a, a lot of like the '90s, like alternative bands. They were always the, um, they were always support act for them. So they had a lot of major label support. Uh, they were on Atlantic, so they had they had a huge following behind them. Um, and then uh, September 11th happened, 
And then obviously all tours and stuff stopped and uh, just the whole industry kind of went into upheaval. Not to mention that was also giving the rise to streaming and a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, the, the, the label basically scrapped them and said you can make one more album because we have one more album for you under contract. And they made their self-titled album, which is known as the, affectionately as the Blue Album, which I'd argue is probably better than Radiance. Um, but to me, that song is like one of those just alternative pop rock songs that just will never die, in, in my opinion. So um, highly, highly recommend uh, giving that song a listen. Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. It's good. It's really good. All right, next up. Oh, yes. You know this you knew this was coming. Speaking of September eleventh. Right. Um, next up on your list is Jimmy <laughs> World's Bleed American. So I have to give you Jim. Sorry. <laughs> I know. <sighs> it's so hard to only listen to clips of these songs. <laughs> I know, right? I guarantee your on's like, play the whole fucking song. Do it. Do it. Um, all right. So this, I mean, kind of an obvious. I'm a diehard Jimmy World fan. You guys know that about me. The audience will not. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Big, big fan. Big, 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 big fan. Uh seen them in the concert countless times. I, I can't even count how many times. Uh, so the reason why I picked this song, though, is it's actually kind of a funny story, and I'll make it brief. Um, so when I first started working at uh, the radio station, I was coming in with music that I was accustomed to listening to, just based on what I've heard on the radio, you know, through, like, commercial terrestrial radio. Like, uh, Athenaeum was one of those bands that I brought with me, and then, like, the New Radicals and a bunch of other stuff like that. And I remember I remember my program manager coming up to me like, hey, we're a college radio station. We appreciate the fact that, you know, you're, you're trying to do your own research here, but we really want you to play the music that we have here in studio. Now, keep in mind, this studio had walls. I mean, literal walls of CDs. Like it, it was you could you could fit you could fit probably your bedroom full of them. It, it was insane. Um, and it was for, it spanned any genre you could possibly think of. So I was like, all right, well, then I'm going to make this a mission then to follow my program manager's rules and see if I can find music that speaks to me and build my show based around that, right? Um, so so I met this guy. His name is Gary. Uh, he goes by the name of Cornuts Gary. Don't ask me why. He, that's just his nickname. Uh, and he was, and, and we were chit-chatting, and I was like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm having a really hard time trying to find music for, for this show. Like, I don't want to keep on playing my same stuff over and over again. And uh, and he was digging through uh, every week we would get in, like a, a stack of CDs from the labels and uh, and promoters that were trying to promote their music to, to get on air. And there was a CD single of this song that was there and it was on and I'll never forget it. It was on a blood red cover uh, in, in a jewel case. And he's like and he looks at me. He's like, well, I guess you can play this fucking thing. I'm sure it's probably decent. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> and and. Uh, <laughs> And he's like, he goes, I, I liked Clarity, so you'll probably like this. And I'm like, I don't even know what Clarity is, but sure, okay, oh. okay, fine, <laughs> all right, fine. And and that moment became became uh became my my love affair with Jimmy Eat World. And, oh, yeah, man. Aww. yeah, 
yeah. a good story. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty amazing. So now, yeah, after that, I fell down the rabbit hole. What's that? Did you steal that signal? Because that'd be a pretty cool thing to God, have. God, I, w- I wish I would have. So here's the funny thing. So when when 9-11 happened, we actually had uh, by decree of either the, either the uh, the company that uh, financed us or one of our promoters or something like that, we were actually authorized. We had to destroy anything that uh, there was like a list of songs we couldn't play and we had to destroy all the uh, the stuff that uh, that had that in there. So we couldn't play, um, obviously, Bleed American. We couldn't play um, anything off of Hot Water Music's A Flight and a Crash. Uh, there was oh, such a good album. I know, I know, it's fantastic. Um, but obviously, yeah, yeah, I, right. You know. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and there was yeah. like there was like a whole bunch of other stuff. So like all that stuff as far as so we we had to lock it in our program manager's office. Who knows what he did with it? I I I imagine he probably destroyed it, which really makes me sad. But uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna make it my mission to see if I can find that somewhere. Someone's selling that on Discog somewhere because I I would like to have yeah. it. And it, it, it's kind of like a, a sentimental thing for me if I can find it. Mm. Is but there yeah. a vinyl version? Because I know they had to. They released it with Bleed American as the title of the album, right? Yes, correct. So and they, then they took that off. They had to, yeah. They, they, obviously, they but I wonder if it was pressed on vinyl. The original. I don't think. I it wonder was. how much. Oh, okay. I don't think it was. I don't think it ever made it. I, I think, uh, yeah, because that was that was heyday CD season. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think there was a vinyl release at that point in time. Sadly. All right. Let's let's get into your fourth pick. Little hip hop here. Yeah. So we're going with Common. I used to love her. I will edit so that sounds yeah we, yeah probably probably bleep out a few things. Um, no, I don't care about bleeping. We can oh. swear. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, uh, th- so have you guys ever heard this song before? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a giant Common fan, but I like Common. So, I, so I, you, I have heard the song before for sure. So you, so you know the punchline to this song, then? Yes. What's maybe. That? Okay, or maybe you don't. Ooh, this could be interesting. Benny, What's the punchline? I'll, I'll explain in a second. Benny, have you have you heard this uh, this song before? I have heard this song, but I have no idea what this punchline is. Okay, fair enough. Okay, well then I'll explain. So, uh, long story short is uh i was this was my college years um and i was looking for just new genres to kind of get into and i remember bumping into there was this girl that i was dating at the time and she hung around with uh this guy uh, by, that goes by the name of yoda and um this guy was like a master mc like th- this guy could literally turn any phrase or rhyme into just like this amazing just beat and, and just, the guy the guy was a mastermind of words just an absolute wordsmith plus an amazing dj too um, so anyways, uh, he was like, Hey, you guys should come through. We're just going to, we're going to sit around, we're going to smoke a little bit. And then we're probably just going to listen to some music. I, I mean, that's pretty much what we're going to do. Smoke like what? Oh, yo, you know, oh, we, the marijuana, the, the, the oh. devil, the devil's <laughs> lettuce, the sticky, icky, oh, my icky, word. the, the, the electric lettuce. 
Continue on your story. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, so so we go there, and uh, he's like, "Hey, he's like, hey Jeremy, do you like hip hop?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'm like, I like Eminem and and what have you." He's like, N-, "He's like, no, no, no." He's like, "He's like, do you really like hip hop?" And I'm like, "I'm like, what? Eminem's not hip hop?" And he's like, "He goes, he is, sure, but but do you really like hip hop?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know, man. Maybe." And he, and he, he's like, he goes, "Hold on, I'm gonna play something for you, and we're gonna see how much you actually love hip hop." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." And he puts this song, and. I don't know why, but it just opened up my mind. Now, so he's talking about uh, talking about this girl, right? About how like he would come around, how she would come around and like hang out with him, and and she would you know change up styles and and all this other stuff. The punchline to the whole song is he's actually not talking about a girl at all. He's talking about hip hop. What? Yeah. If you don't believe oh. me, no. If you don't believe me, skip ahead to the last. I believe you. Wow. Yeah. The the, la- the last fifteen seconds of the song or so. And he and he's like he goes what he goes he goes what I was talking about the entire time was hip hop, yeah. So it it's <laughs> so so then it so then it completely blew my mind. And I was like, can we play that song again? Because I need I need to now get the reference of why he's why he said it was hip hop and it wasn't about this girl. And he's like, he goes, man, he's like, you just don't get it. And I was like, I guess I don't. I'm like, please play it again. And then like, the second time I heard it again, I was like, holy shit, he was talking about hip hop the entire time. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, that that's the reason why H E R is actually uh, uh with periods in between the E and the R because um I don't know what the E and the R stand for, but I know that the H was I'm just hip-hop. gonna ask that question. Yeah, if you H E R Yeah, I, I thought I know I'm pretty sure the H was hip hop, but I don't know what the E R stood for. But uh yeah, so it's yeah, it's not it's not about a girl at all. It's it's about hip hop. So that was that was So that's what uh, probably, yeah. Uh, hold on. Wait, you know, we have the internet for these things, people. Yeah. Hold on. Let, let's. I can't let me see if the internet can tell us. Uh, what is the H E R in Commons? I used to love her stand for. Let's let's see here. Uh. Let's see here. Uh. Oh. It's it stands for hip hop in its hold on one second I'm pulling up the thing here, da 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 da. It's it's it stands for uh why I it was it was literally in the Google thing and then it's uh okay well that's that's really that's really that's really shitty hip hop in it oh hip hop strap oh wait hip hop in its essence is real. That's what, okay. That's what it stands okay. for. Hip hop in its essence is real. So there you go. Okay. Cool. There you go. All right, let's what move on to your last you song because I'm excited about it. Yeah, you are. I love this band and I love this song and I love this album. This is on my gotta have someday albums vinyl. One day you will. <sighs> All right. The album is or the, the artist is May and the song is Embers and Envelopes. Bye. I know to us. 
Yeah, I played a full uh, minute of that. I know. I had to. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it down, but that say, song is so good. Oh, God. That song is so brilliant. Ah, okay. So story uh, time for this one as well. I feel, like I, have, time, yeah. I feel like I have a story time for every one of these songs. Um, it's okay. So uh, this is, once again, kind of a transitional point for me in my life. I was um, just getting into my groove working at the radio station. And this is kind of, believe it or not, where I fell in love with the majority of bands that like I kind of revere to this day. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, your your Taking Back Sundays, your Motion Say soundtracks, Amberlin's, uh, pretty much anyone in the pop punk emo genre of things. This is where I discovered all of them. Um, this album in particular found me as I was debating whether to leave the radio station or not, just because like I was getting, I was getting really bad hours and bad time slots. I just, I really wasn't, I really wasn't feeling like I belonged there anymore. And then this album was gifted to me by one of my music directors at the time. And he was like, Hey, he's like, I've been noticing the stuff that you've been playing. And I, I think you'd really, really like this album. Give it like, just like listen to like a song or two and see if you like, and this is the first song that I listened to up. Cause it's also the first track off the album anyways. Um, oh, wow. And it just it absolutely just floored me and i was like hey i'm like do we have any do we have any contacts with this band like is or do we have any can we get in touch with like their promoter or something like that and he's like yeah 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 he's like let me let me see if i can chit chat with them and sure enough three weeks later they were coming into town and my uh, music director was able to secure not only an interview with them but also bring them into the station to record this song actually uh oh. acoustically in our studio yeah damn yeah so yeah, I, I have it. I I I I showed it to you guys at breakfast that one day. Yeah. Yep. So oh, they I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they they played uh this time is the last time, Embers and Envelopes, and uh I'm tr- I, I wanna say Sun, I think. I think it was Sun. So yeah. I love this album, but Everglow is my favorite. Everglow's oh my God, amazing. That, Everglow is a perfect album. And nope. I want that. On vinyl, and I wanted a big book. Yeah, I don't know if it comes in a big it, book. But it I, does. It does. Okay. It, it comes with the uh, the, oh, wow. the children's book. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, it's like a children's book, Benny. It's such a good album. Ah, it's so fantastic. Stunning. The the great thing I love about that album is that it's a concept album, and all those songs seem to kind of flow in like a a logical pattern. And on top of that, they also bleed in together as well. So it's like as soon as one song stops, the other one begins, and it just feels like they were meant to be in that space. Um, the, the one thing I love about that, that album too, is just as a quick little tangent is, uh, and Dan knows this, Benny, I don't think you will, is the intro to that album sounds like one of those old Fisher Price, like, uh, record player albums that you would get as like a little kid. And they'd be like, to turn the next page, please. When you hear this tone, turn the next page to listen. And then, uh, it would make like a weird noise. May does that in their album or in the intro for Everglow. It's like, you'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear this sound. And that's a blend of every single sound from the, the entire album. Mm. Yeah. It's really cool. I don't know. I don't I, say too much. I know. I've it, just made the decision that that's the first album review we're doing. Yeah. Hell yeah. May Everglow. Yeah. We're doing it. Oh man. That you're going to love it. 
because I'm gonna be fr- like, like fresh new eyes. So yeah, or, or ears, I should say. You're gonna love it, Benny. It's it's yeah. a, it's such a great album. Plus, like I've listened to it a million times, but I've never dug into it and like researched it. So I'm excited to learn things about the Everglow. Mm-hmm. I'll wow. I'll, uh, I'll bring the uh, the book with me so you guys can take a look at some of the pages while we. Do you uh... have it? Yeah, of course I do. I have it on vinyl. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, All right. It's so sad because like it was like it was so cheap back then. Now it's like worth so much. It's ridiculous. I know. I think I spent like thirty bucks on it. All right, so what do you want the listeners to know about you, the big Shakuna? Oh shit. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've been in uh, production and content creation pretty much all my entire life, and the only thing that I remember when I was a little kid was I always wanted to be was a radio uh, DJ, and that was kind of like it's a bucket list item for me. So I remember my dad bought me an old Fisher Price tape recorder when I was a kid, and he's like, "You can just say whatever you want in this thing," and I remember I like turned into like my own like. Uh, my own like little mini podcast was before podcasts were even like close to being a thing. Um, so he still has like little like audio cassettes of me just like rambling into a, a tape recorder when I was a kid. And I was like, you know, one of these days I want to be a radio host, and uh, you know, my dream came true. So I'm really happy about well, that. Well, yeah, man. That's, but uh, <laughs> but but I've I've done I've done a lot of really cool things, and uh, you know, I I'm I'm excited to be on this journey with you guys. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Can we find you anywhere else on the internet? Yes, you can. You can pretty much find me anywhere on the internet. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, Twitch, all at the Big Shakuna. That's it's, it's, that's my little dose of branding right there, everybody. T-H-E-B-I-G-S-H-A-K-U-N-A. That's where you could find me. We'll have a link in the bio. Yeah, you will. All right. I'm going to go through my list pretty quick because the listeners that have actually listened to our podcast before know me. So... Yeah, do no. they know you though? Do they really know you? Some of them do. All right. <laughs> so my first song, um, I my mom was a DJ, and growing up, we'd listen to all her CDs before we did shows. I would help her, but I fell in love with Peter Gabriel. So my first song is Sledgehammer. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. I've never seen Peter Gabriel live, and I know he's saying he's putting out a new album this year or end of this year, maybe beginning of next year, and he's going to tour on it. And that is the one tour I have to go see. Yeah. Okay. So, but question for you: Sledgehammer over Salisbury Hill? No, Salisbury Hill wins, but I didn't want to go sad. Fair. That's Salisbury sp- Hills. A gorgeous song. Sure, it is. Damn right, it is. <sighs> All right. So my next song is, so my friend Charlie, rest in peace, he passed away, I think six years now, which is really sad, but he, have you ever seen, um, ah, SLC Punk, when that kid's like, you're gonna love this, and hands him a, like, tape? Yeah. Well, he handed me a mixtape he had of Get Up Kids, Dashboard, no, Get Up Kids, Death Cab for Cutie, and... Alkaline Trio, Ooh. and I fell in love with every single band on that playlist, but this is the first song on that mixtape. I wish I still had it, but this led me down a journey of the Get Up Kids. This is Don't Hate Me. Forgive me! 
Not that I I had the time, but I'm sad that tonight the Get Up Kids are playing at the Crowfoot in honor of Four Minute Mile. I know. And I was like, mm. one, I'm doing the podcast, and I didn't buy a ticket in time. I could probably still go. No, no, I shouldn't. I'm already going to a lot of concerts, and I've seen the Get Up Kids a few times. So, But it was on Four Minute Mile. They were going to play the whole album. Oh, so sad. Don't worry, Dan. Eventually, they'll do an entire uh, playthrough of Guilt Show, and then I'll go with you. I do love Guilt Show. God, Something to write home about. I want to see that in full, too. Same. I've seen them three times, and they killed it every time. But I love All Guilt right. Show. That's like my favorite album of theirs, but yeah, that's that's also a good song, too. All right, so this next song, I remember when I first got my car, I was obsessed with this band, and I bought this uh, CD because I had a CD player in it in high school, and I listened to this damn song so much. <laughs> I still love it to this day, and the rest of the album's not that great, but this song is like a pivotal moment for me growing up. It's Dishwalla Counting Blue Cars. cut so much of that but i had to hear it but I yeah, hate it. I to see her. Yeah. all right <laughs> and then so around the time i was getting into alkaline true and afi or the other band i got into is afi so i i oh, love wait. pop punk oh I wait hold punk. on I, I have my dish wall of story to tell you guys on the podcast. oh go ahead yes oh. <laughs> Actually, like, back up, back up. no it's fine uh so I'll, I'll make this quick so uh fun so funny story about dishwalla is i uh this this also kind of ties back to one of my songs with Athenaeum. They were actually touring with with Dishwalla at uh, a place called the Magic Bag uh, out here in uh, in Michigan. Must have been like thirty or forty people at that show. Uh, they were touring. I think Dishwalla was touring on Opaline. Was uh was one of the albums that they were touring on. And uh, yeah, so my friend Brian came along with me, uh, who is a notorious pothead, uh, but also 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 like. A master alcoholic as well. I don't know why. Oh. Yeah, Is so that something you can master. Oh, it, he he made a job. Anyways, uh, he he decided to get super sloshed before Dishwalla went on. And keep in mind, uh, I don't know if you guys if you guys have been to the Magic Bag before or recently. Oh uh, yes. Okay, yeah. So the so the Magic Bag has a very very small mo- like a small pit that you can that you can stand in t- to watch the band play. It's uh. It's it's very very small. Anyways, so he him and like two other people were in the the pit, if you will, and he got so drunk he walked up to them and, and after every single one of their songs he goes, play Charlie Brown's parents, play it, play that song. 
it's so good. And like to the point where the, I don't know the guy's uh, the lead singer's name, but he's like, "No, we're not playing that. Shut up." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Poor I, drunk friend. I, I felt I felt bad for Brian, but he also was being an annoying dick. So fuck him. <laughs> All right, so the other band is AFI. I'm a little obsessed with AFI. I've liked them all through their career. I know they've changed their sound a lot. They went from, like, hardcore crust punk to goth punk to gothy to uh, alternative goth now. Mm -hmm. Um, I've liked all their side projects. There's Extremist, which is their vegan hardcore band, and I like like their electronic group, which is... Uh, Black Audio. I just I fucking love the band. How does someone but become the song v- that really broke ground for me is the Leaving Song Part Two. Like Sing the Sorrow came out and everyone knew Girls Not Gray, but this song, when this video dropped, I was like, holy shit, I love this. So this is the Leaving Song Part Two by AFI. God, that album. Like, I have the leaves tattooed on my wrist. i just obsessed with that album. Ah, uh, so good. So good. Yeah. Sing the Sorrow that would be in my video. top five albums of all time. Aw. <laughs> do you have that You have that in vinyl yet? Yeah. Do you, Wait, do you have a bootleg or do you have the original, though? No, I have the original. That's worth $300 right now. <laughs> wow, good for you, buddy. <laughs> I know. I also have December Underground on vinyl. Uh, yeah, original. and I hate you for that, so shush. <laughs> when it comes to AFI, I have all of them except for, oh God, what's the name of it? The gold one. I'm drawing a blank. Hold on, I am a terrible AFI fan because I'm forgetting the name of an album right now. Not bodies. No, I have bodies. Okay. Uh, it's a good album. Cry- or Crash Love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I don't mind Crash Love. It's not up there my favorite, but for some reason it was only pressed like once, and they're going for like six hundred dollars, and I'm like, I like it. I don't like it that much. Of- I mean, I love it. I love that album, and if it ever gets repressed, I will be first in line to get two copies. But- <laughs> two of them, you say? But two. I feel like AFI is not re-releasing their shit because, like, Sing the Sorrow would. I mean. Don't get me wrong, I like the price point on mine right now, but they are not repressing their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, my last song, I hung out with a bunch of skater dudes just out of college, or just out of high school, and we worked at Hungry Howie's, and all we did was smoke pot and hang out behind Hungry Howie's and skate. And <laughs> oh, they introduced me to <laughs> they introduced me to metal with Slipknot to begin with. Like, I got into other bands, too, but this was, like, the first heavy, heavy band I got into. So the song is Wait and Bleed. Nice.
All right. Yeah, so that's a little background of me. We went from Peter Gabriel to Slipknot. <laughs> that's that, amazing. That's quite the jump. I know. So that's us, listeners. Like, whew. Whew. you got to know the new B-Side crew. Yeah, baby. So I'm very curious, Dan. So like, it's, they got to know us. I know they know you, but what's the one thing that we don't know about you? Oh. That should... that's what I'm curious about, sir. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Put you on the spot uh, now, huh? Let's see. Let's see. I used to play bass and synthesizer in a bunch of bands. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. I collect records. I'm obsessed with horror movies, and I have another podcast called Bourbon and Blood. There. Uh, mm. That's that's me, pretty much in a nutshell. So how do you do all those things? So... Huh? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe hey, next time. There's always next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've talked about myself so many times on this podcast. I didn't expect to talk about myself again. <laughs> well, you have a new crew now, Daniel. You'll yeah, learn man. stuff as we go. Fine. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us again on a new B-side adventure. It's time to flip the record over.